Hey everybody, welcome to episode 101 of For the Love of Guns. This is the podcast about the real firearm culture. Not that fake stuff where people are blowing up pumpkins or anything. This is the real culture with real people. Now it's my pleasure to welcome back Robert Lupo from Lupo Outdoors. Now Robert's a really good friend of mine. He started up Lupo Outdoors this year and he's got some great content. And we're going to talk about what he's got coming up. And it's going to be... Well, ammo that's blowing up rifle receivers, you're not going to want to miss that one. We're going to talk about upgrading stock rifles and get more life out of them, get more range, and make them something, well, less than stock, but more exciting, and other things that we're going to talk about. But before we talk to Robert, it is time to pay the bills. And this episode is brought to you by Falco Holsters. Man, Falco Holsters makes amazing holsters. These are handmade and that is hand carved leather. Sorry for those of you on the audio side, but just go check out Falco holsters. They can make a holster for you in about 10 days. You're going to tell them how you want the holster made and it's going to show up to your place in about 10 days. Now what's really cool about that is you got some retailers starting to stock stuff. They're starting to pre-make some of these holsters. Still handmade, still awesome deals. Check out Falco Holsters because they can make a holster for any gun, for any budget, without sacrificing quality. And if you go to falcoholsters.com, use the checkout code Banshee and you could save 10% on your order. Now, this is also brought to you by Ammo Squared. Look, with today's uncertainty in the economy, isn't it nice to know that you have ammo for your firearms? And what's great about Ammo Square is they can take just a little bit out of your checking account each month or each week, whatever you need, and they'll store it in ammo. And we all know with the prices of ammo, it's a good time to invest in ammo and make sure that you have ammo for future because there's a lot of stuff going on geopolitically might affect the ammo market. Go check out Ammo Squared. They're an amazing thing. Got a link down below. Now with the bills paid, let's talk to Robert. Robert, tell me about your love of guns. Uh, my name is uh, Robert Lupo, and I run the YouTube channel Lupo Outdoors. Now it's funny because well, we know we've known each other for a while now, well since October. Um, but you just you know you just started the Lupo Outdoors um, channel. What we were looking it up before we started recording was January fourteenth. But this is not your first channel because you were actually on the show before as the Orlando Wizard. Yep, that's my uh, that's my monetized channel. You monetize well until this one becomes monetized too. Yeah, then you'll have two monetized channel. <laughs> but it was kind of cool because uh, you know we talked about this whole Lupo Outdoors channel. You know, it started off with you know your uh, Orlando Wizard was everything to do it's in Orlando. <clears throat> but yeah yeah your your orlando wizard channel was is everything to do in orlando and then you were like well i'm also like doing trap shooting and stuff and then we're like well that might kind of mix things up a little too much for your channel so then lupo outdoors just kind of popped up and now you're doing i mean you're having some some growth in the beginning that i'm kind of jealous with i wish my channel had that type of growth when i first started you know, it, um, I got obsessed with this 
And uh, it's funny because um, all my hobbies and things I like to do outdoors aren't appropriate for the Orlando Wizard uh, channel. You know, I, I can't do my sporting clay shooting and, you know, you know, kayaking and all that stuff. It just doesn't fit the other channel. And I'm not ignoring that channel. I'm working really hard on that channel. And it's also growing like, you know, gangbusters. Um, but like all the fun things I like to do, which you also like to do, um, I said, that's it. I'm, I'm, I'm doing more of an outdoors channel. Yeah, which is cool because I mean, right now you're you're doing the gun content, but I know from from us talking, you're going to have, you know, coming up, you know, yeah, you can go in deep sea fishing because you're in Florida. Yeah, oh, deep yeah. sea fishing and go camping. You can go kayaking. There's all kinds of things you can do in Florida that, it, it, which is kind of cool because you think about it. Most people they think Florida, they think Key West or Orlando. You know the theme parks. Uh, maybe occasionally the Space Coast. But there's so much more to do in Florida than just that. Oh, you know, um, if you're bored in Florida, you're doing it wrong. There is so much things to do here. And I moved here from California, and I thought there was a ton of things to do in California. But no, here in Florida, there is so much to do. And, I mean, it's just every possible hobby you could dream up there's a group here and it's not far away nope yeah unlike here in montana there's probably a group for everything but you might be driving five uh, five <laughs> hours to get there <laughs> yeah but yep so i'm gonna bring up the uh bring up your channel here real quick so i mean your channel you know, going through your videos, you you just released uh, a few days ago the Winchester uh, Wildcat. Yeah. Now, what drew you to buy that? Because you suddenly had this 17 HMR kick that you've been on. What, what drew you to that? So I, I still am very obsessed with the, you know, 17 HMR a lot. So I was, um, I went to go look at another 17 HMR. And, you know, I, I was like, I had a list of things that looked interesting. So I said, hey, can I look at the Wildcat, the Winchester Wildcat, which is in 22 long. I've already got a 22 long rifle. Um, I didn't need another one. Um, if I was gonna buy anything, I wanted another, you know, 17 HMR or I wanted a 22 meg, although I have a 22 meg, but, um, I wanted one or the other. And then he brought me that rifle and I was like, it had so many options and so many things it could do. Um, how it gripped, like the moment I gripped it and brought it up, I was like, it just fits so well. And the fact that you can eject um, uh, the, the uh, magazine, either left or right-handed, so there's a button underneath and then levers on the side and either any of them will eject the mag, you know, the magazine. And what's really kind of neat is it has the Winchester magazine, but it's almost, it's basically exactly like the Ruger magazine. So the Ruger magazines can fit inside this with one like drawback. Um, the, the Winchester one 
when you get to the last round, puts a little piece of metal up and it locks the bolt open. Well, the Ruger doesn't have that. So if you use a Ruger magazine on your last round, it will close, but you know, you click the button and nothing's going to happen, which isn't really good because dry firing, you know, rim fires is worse it's than bad. Yeah. It's worse than any other type of dry firing there is. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it's a semi-automatic. It has a threaded barrel. Um, it had like a built-in. Uh, it has a, a full-length Picatinny rail on the top, and then in the front, it had a little piece of plastic that it just pops off. And then there's a rail there for a bipod, you know. And then it's got links for a, a sling and everything, and it's just freaking awesome. And it so, was so cheap. basically when you were there, this the gun sold itself to you. You're just like without question. You're just like yeah, because I remember you, I got the text and you're like, I, I got I, I got a new toy. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's kind of weird. I didn't know you were looking for a new rifle, but um, that thing just that thing just screamed your name, didn't it? it? The the irony here is I just wanted to look at it, and the moment um, I grabbed it and looked at it, I was like. So here's the kick. It was it's like two hundred and seventy four dollars or something ridiculous like that. So with the background check and the taxes, it came out to three oh five. That's not bad. I was like, and I sat there and, and just because, I mean, it's like it actually has like a pistol grip, uh, so it almost feels like a pistol. Where and it fits so well with you know with the trigger. And I was just like, this is the coolest, coolest thing ever. And it, and then you can actually pull out the trigger mechanism really easily and pop it back in. And uh it so watch my video. I'm so excited about it. And, and it's like it and it's so much fun to shoot. It's cool because it actually has sights and a rail for a scope. So trying to find one or, or find both together on any gun is is really hard. Yeah, it, and well, then like having it. all the options in this price range was just ridiculous. Yeah, it's like my, with uh, my ten twenty two. I have a rail that I can put on, but then I can't use sights, and I got to screw the rail on, and it, it's just like it's like you know, okay, you got a great you got a great idea here with this rifle, but. You just didn't quite think this one out completely, um, you know. But that's where I like, you know, where guns were. These new modern guns you know, that are coming out, people are thinking these things through. Um, you know, the whole thing about pulling the front cap off and you have a rail that you could put a bipod on is awesome. Instead of just having a, sl a, you know, a, a sling stud there, Yep. Then you're trying to mess with a sling stud to get a bipod on. They actually thought that one through. It's freaking awesome. So if you have a rail that goes over a sling stud, it's mounted to, you can still do that. And then if you want to, you could put like a light on, you know, on, yep. um, on the other part, or just grab a, uh, a bipod that has a rail and it slips right on. I put it on. I already put one on and I was like, it just has, has every option you want in a really inexpensive rifle. 
you know? So what's funny is, I mean, you know, since I've known you, you've been going after a lot of these inexpensive rifles because you have that, um, you have your two savage, you have two savage accesses. Yeah. We're just like a steal. Yeah, yeah, those were like a steal for you. Oh, uh, well, so at 12.30 in the morning on Black Friday, I was the first person at Bass Pro Shops. That was their back. That was their big uh, uh, Black Friday sale. And uh, I was the first one in line. And if you're a Bass Pro Shop club member, which means you have their credit card, which I do, it took another $50 off the rifles. As long as you paid for them with the uh, club card and you didn't have to pay for the whole thing. So what I did is I, I put $50 on the card, which got me that extra $50 discount. So I could use a card for other discounts yeah. uh, on black Friday. And I, you know, I just wanted to spread it out. So I ended up getting, I sat there and I, well, it's so cheap. I should just buy two rifles. So I bought one in 308 and one in 30 odd six. And what I ended up paying was, like I, I basically got two for the price of one, and I was like, "Yeah, I just yeah." Because you had the yeah the Black Friday sale, then plus you got fifty bucks on top of the sale. On top of the and sale, and then and then so you're now you got these these rifles coming in that you know that you've been starting to collect. What are we gonna? What type of content are we gonna start seeing out of these things? I mean, are you gonna start doing some range footage? Uh, I mean what's the what's the plan so it's funny you should ask that um so this is my 308 that i got on black friday and what i've already done is i've i've mounted um my bipod and then i bought a kit because it has a flush mount uh uh like you know four or five round and th this is a kit that makes it a 10 round magazine um, and here's the scope it came with. So what I actually are going, I'm going to do with this is um, I'm going to buy aftermarket parts. This is a 308 and I'm going to convert it into a long range competition shooter. Awesome. And that's my thing, which means is I'll be getting the barrel threaded. Uh, I will be changing the scope out. And I have to modify it too. So I'm going to be getting um, a shorter throw uh, bolt because the problem with the access twos with the scopes is when you open the bolt, they're stiff. And then when the bolt's all the way open so it can move, you're fighting with the scope. I don't need, I can't even grab the bolt because I'm flush against the scope. So there's a lot of modifications I'm going to do to this. And then, and it might in, include uh, swapping out the barrel and changing the barrel out, um, but the idea is to make this a um, a long range shooting rifle. So this is long range shooting on a budget. So basically, you're coming up like with the idea of um, you know taking that long range on a budget. It's like the every the everyday gun owners long range gun right because you know you can start with something basic and then upgrade it because that's that's what i have a lot of questions when people are like you know i, I want to buy my i want to buy an ar I'm like okay great what do you want to do with it and they're like well i want an ar and then i want this and i want this and, and then suddenly they're 
they're buying a $2,000 AR. And I'm like, well, do you have $2,000? Like, no. I'm like, why don't you buy the base rifle? And then yeah, upgrade modified. it as you go along. Yeah, upgrade it. And then, I mean, I'm doing that then with you're my not, Benelli Lupo you're not locked well. into. Yeah. You're not locked into what the manufacturer says you can do with it. You get to choose your own components. Oh, absolutely. So, I mean, there's a couple of things um, I'm going to do. So, I'm going to be um, converting this average axis to 308 into a long-range rifle. Um, and then I'm going to also be modifying my Benelli Lupo, which is in 300 wind bag, into a long-range rifle. And that's nice. mostly because it's just going to be adding parts like better scope uh, and so forth on that. And any modifications I need to um, make it more st stable. And it already is an amazing shooting gun. And 300 wind mag, I can get it out there. So those are my, my two projects. Um, one of the other projects that uh, we'll be doing is buying uh, parts and building an AR-10 um in 308 nice and um i want to build literally from scratch as in by the barrel by the stock by all that and that's going to be a 6.5 creedmoor and that's going to be a custom competition long range rifle so, so it's, it's have, really cool to see this type of content yeah. coming out because i mean you know i i've been a gun channel for over five years and you know doing all the gunsmithing stuff i love seeing upgrades but you know when you see people upgrade guns it's usually ars um you know you know pistols and you know putting red dots on pistols and stuff like that that people don't just take these these base guns and show like the journey of upgrades to them Yep. You know, it's like, because you're like, I bought this gun and I did all this work and then now I can hit something at, you know, you know, a thousand yards. I'm like, well, cool, but I want to see the work. I want to see the journey of this thing, you know? Yeah, I built Otherwise, this. Well, that would have been nice to watch. Yeah. You yeah. know, I, I get so annoyed. I, people are like, I just watched a video today and it just made me mad because it was a good video and he was like, you know, I, you know, we're going to buy this barrel and we're going to buy this stock, blah, blah, blah. And then all of this, he goes, so, you know, you're going to, we're going to do it piece match into a long range rifle. And then boom, it's right there. And he doesn't put any links to where he got the parts. Like I want a, um, a scope mount that I can modify. So it's at zero and they'll go up to a hundred MOA. So for long range, I don't have to keep swapping out my, my rail. I can modify yeah. the rail uh, to be able to go out to a mile. Um, and then I've been, oh, my God, I've been researching scopes like crazy, man. <laughs> yeah. um, so one of the things I'm going to do is, like, I'm going to have sequences where I'm going to talk about my research in scopes and then talk about, like, the absolute best scope you can buy on a budget because like you can spend three to four or more thousand dollars on a freaking scope which costs yeah. like if i spent four grand on a scope that would be over twice the cost of my rifle and yeah. i'm like but i mean i'm now seeing scopes that are spectacular great views great glass um 
for under a thousand dollars. I found yeah. one that is absolutely looks a spectacular, and it's six ninety nine. That's not and bad. it it's uh, five by thirty by fifty six with a thirty four uh, millimeter uh, tube. So yeah, it's not because you know usually our tubes are you know the thirty millimeters right. uh, fifty you know fifty millimeter objective in the front. So you're starting to you're starting to see some higher end features in affordable scopes. I mean, my joke was, you know, my dream gun's always been a, a Barrett. You know, I want a, a 50 caliber. And, you know, my wife always laughs. She gave me a, a, a 50 caliber bullet. And one year for Christmas, it's like solid silver. And she oh, goes, awesome. here you go. She goes, that's that's the closest you're going to get to a 50. <laughs> right? And I'm, I'm just like, huh. But then, you know, and then I'm like, well, I could the the gun becomes the cheap part at that point, right? Because I mean, you could buy a five six thousand uh, dollar rifle, and then now you're looking at glass. It's like eight nine ten thousand dollars to get the most out of that rifle, and that's that's the sad part about that stuff is it becomes so, you know, it, it's not affordable anymore. Well, you know, and that's the big problem is people don't think. They're like, oh, I have to have uh, a, a, a six uh, a a, a, a six millimeter. Uh, not yeah, no, six point like, eight. Yeah, yeah. You know, you have like a six point five Creedmoor, and then you have like yeah. a six Creedmoor. And people are like, well, I want a six Creedmoor, and I'm like, do you have any idea how much the ammo is before yeah. you figure out which rifle you want? You need to figure can, out what you your afford to feed cost it. is. Yeah. Six, a six Creedmoor is $2.50 a shot at the cheapest. That's not even match rounds. That's not long. I mean, that's not even like designed for long range. And that's the cheapest shit you could buy. <laughs> and it's yeah. $2.50 a round. I'm like, no. But then you look at 6.5 Creedmoor. And you can get that down to like you know forty cents around, so you know it's and, it's there. Yeah, and and that's the thing is you know the audience you're going after is not the um, you're, you're not going after like the high end competition shooters. You're going after the everyday gun owner that just wants to start tweaking on their thing and getting a little more range out of it. Um, because, yeah, I, I like what you're talking about, the ammo, because that's the one thing about even if I could afford a rifle, you could afford that bear, and I can afford the glass to put on it, the problem is, is I'm sitting at the range, and I squeeze the trigger, in my head, it's going to be $5. I'm going to squeeze the trigger again, $5. There goes I mean, the Big Mac, right there. I mean, yeah. I, you know, That's a quarter pound, right there. Yeah. <laughs> So you just start feeding. You just start feeding this gun, and that's where you know it's like, wow, I just cannot afford. You know, I I watch people like they you know they buy the the hundred round AR mags and they do mag dumps, and I'm just like, man, I wonder how broke they went just on on that mag dump because that's all. You know, they're they're doing this during you know all the lockdowns and stuff when ammo prices were high. Oh, I'm just like, if you man, can was, find it. Finding was ammo was near impossible for some things. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's why, you know, I, I talked about like my 308. The first rifle, 
you know, th that I wanted to buy on Black Friday is I wanted, I went in on the mission for the 308. 308 is everywhere. It's like 22 ammunition. It's just everywhere. You can yeah, you get the military it. surplus. Oh, it, it, it is. Right. Yeah. And you can shoot the 76251. It's basically the same. Matter of fact, when you search, it gives you both simultaneously. So that was my thing. The ammo was inexpensive and in plentiful supply. And then when I said, I'm going to buy two, I wanted something with a little bit more kick. Uh, so I went to 30 odd six. And then later on, when I was, you know, when I decided to buy the Benelli Lupo, I wanted that 300 Win Meg. Um, because, you know, if I'm sitting there aiming at a deer and a oil tanker comes between me and the deer, I've got it. <laughs> <laughs> You're punching right through and you're still getting it. <laughs> Deers, what the fuck was that? <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's like the 300 windbag. Um, and the cool thing is that the, uh, the Benelli Lupo uh, uses the same um, uh, recoil suppression concept that they use in their, in their shotguns that they patent which is spectacular. So, I mean, um, I'm a competition uh, sporting clays and, and skeet uh, shotgun shooter. And people are like, oh, I can shoot a few rounds and play a game or so, and it doesn't bother me. And I'm like, spend three days shooting 200 rounds a day and then tell me how your shoulder feels. Yeah. But the Benelli Lupo, your shoulder doesn't hurt because it's it's just designed really well. So the Lupo, when I first shot the 300 Win Meg, I noticed, I mean, it was like, and I was like, holy crap, that was awesome. I had never shot one before. And then when I put the muzzle brake on it, right, the muzzle brake I have is designed to reduce significant. And I would say it reduced, even with, you know, the recoil pad, nothing hurt. I mean, it was like yeah. I felt it and it jumped up. And then with the recoil pad, it didn't jump up anymore. Or with, I mean, sorry, with the muzzle brake, it didn't jump. And then what recoil I felt was reduced by about 70%. And I was like, yeah. now I'm shooting, you know, it, it's like, it it was like shooting a 20 gauge shotgun, a 300 yeah. wind mag at a 20 gauge shotgun level. That's like um, the, the one, uh, the one 308 AR that I have. Um, when I, I put it, I put a 16, it, it, the, the design of the rifle was not, for a long range shooter. The design for the rifle is what I like to call, you know, my sleeper. You look at it and like, oh, AR, until I squeeze that trigger. And all of a sudden you're like, what the hell was that? Yeah. Um, you know, cause really, unless you're looking at it, you wouldn't, you wouldn't know it was a 308 unless you're really paying attention to the Mac, right? The size of the Mac. Um, cause it's got the carbine, you know, the 16 inch barrel. I mean, 16 inch barrel on a 308 is short. That's a short barrel. That's a very it short had barrel. the collapsible had the collapsible stock and everything. It, it was a sleeper. You just look, oh, AR. Then I squeeze the trigger and that thing is loud. Um, and I remember uh, the first time I shot it because I have a break on it. And it's almost like the rifle almost like went away from it. It's almost like you had to pull back on the rifle because, you know, with a 16 inch barrel, I got a lot of gas to feed that break. Um, but yeah, it's a. Uh, it, those brakes are amazing. They really, really piss off the people shooting next to you, though. <laughs> um, they, those guys are going home with a headache. 
I mean, ARs even in two, two, three are loud. You know, I go to an indoor shooting range and uh, there was a guy at the very far end shooting uh, his AR-15, you know, shooting two, two, three is boom, boom. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, it's a short barrel and all that stuff. And then I pulled out my 300 wind mag, boom, and he goes, what the fuck was that? <laughs> <laughs> I'll teach you. <laughs> yeah. So, so we know you're going to be doing some upgrades, but but the one thing I really want to talk, want you to talk about, the first time you took out the access, you had a problem, and it wasn't the gun. You had you had an ammo problem. Yeah. So. Um... I have a video that's coming out on my channels very soon. So uh, if you get a moment, please subscribe to my channel, uh, Lupo Outdoors. Um, we'll I have the link video. down in the description oh, for everybody great. too. I yeah. appreciate that. Um, so the video talks about the fact is, is when's a good idea to buy bulk ammo and when's it not a good idea to buy bulk ammo? Because <clears throat> my thought was, is I'll get some expensive ammo, you know, for like competition shooting or hunting or whatever. Um, and I'll buy this cheap ammo so I can just fire all day and, and not worry about it. So this is the cheap ammo I bought. Let me bring you full screen here. Yeah, so um, ZSR ammo, 20 pieces, 500 rounds. It was a deal. It was a very, very good deal. And then after I bought this, I was watching YouTube and um, I talked to the guy who did these and I'm watching this guy and he's firing the ammo and then his gun brand new first time he's firing it blows up. Ooh. Oh, and he found four other uh, guns shooting basically 308 ammo from these guys blowing up other guns, right? There's four other guns that blew up. And then on the back here has a lot number, right? So his all the lots where all the guns blew up was lot 16, uh, I'm sorry, lot 15. My 500 rounds are lot 16. So I was like, I waited for a while, heard nothing about lot 16 blowing up. Well, it doesn't blow up. What it does is, I fired it through my 308. I can open the bolt. It jammed the Wait, bolt. I couldn't pull. So I had to mortar the rifle really, really hard to eject the round. And I'm like, all right, maybe it's a fluke. You know, I loaded another round, took aim, fired, opened up the bolt. Really? I've, you know, I've never seen. I've never seen, uh, you know, I've heard of, but I've never seen someone have to mortar a bolt action. Three you times. Know, an AR, an AR, I've, I've seen it, but never a bolt action. So my thought was, is like, do I have a screwed up gun? What's going on here? Um, so I bought PMC in 308, and I took the last of these rounds out of, of my clip, and I put, you know, the uh the uh pmc in you know so after you know got it in worked the lever everything's fine 
and you could feel burrs on on the brass of the uh, uh, ZSR um, loaded PMC fired no problem boom no problem boom no problem smooth as silk and I was like so I contacted who I bought the ammo from and I, to their credit I immediately got a, an email back that they did on their phone and um, I explained what happened in my email and he goes, I haven't heard that about lot 16, although I've had, you know, other people are starting to say there's issues with lot 16, but the exact issue you're having, they had with that exact ammo in lot 12, where people had to huh. order their rifles to open up the bolt. And so he goes, um, he's reached out, you know, to uh, ZSR and zsr is absolutely ghosting everyone not responding to anyone so i mean their ammo's blowing up guns and they're and they're not saying they're not saying boo they're not responding he's reaching out to them directly he has a direct contact and i haven't heard yet what that content said but you know i have like 500 rounds of ammo that i'm not putting into my gun and i refuse to sell it to anybody yeah, because it's dangerous at that point. You, you have no idea what's going to happen. No idea what they do. You know, so, I mean, I mean, it, it's, I mean, it wasn't free. It still cost me a couple yeah. hundred bucks. Um, but, you know, so, you know, when, when you want to buy bulk ammo, buy ammo you've used before in bulk, even if you pay a little bit more. But um, it's like, if you're looking to a competition shoot, what you should do is buy a box of multiple factory ammo and then you check your moas at like 100 yards firing you know three to five shots let the barrel cool fire another three to five shots you know spread out and then measure your moas so when you have a really tight group on one of those boxes find out what lot that is and then buy up as much as you can on that lot because your lot. rifle is good with that specific lot you know so i mean that's when you should buy bulk is when you've <laughs> tested it and you know it's good um damn it <laughs> well it it sucks it sucks that you got that but um what's nice what's nice i mean there's always there's always a lesson out of this right um and really you're turning that lesson into an educational thing for other people because you know you 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 have the other youtuber that blew up his gun that you've talked to him yeah about about the situation yeah i mentioned him in the video as well and put a link to his he said i could actually use the section of the video where his gun blows up so you know i'm going to capture that and then put it in my video giving them of course full credit and then he has multiple videos where he talks about you know um uh the guys now which really cool if i understand correctly um he had bought his gun brand new and he talked to the manufacturer and the manufacturer is going to give him a brand new gun oh nice yeah and um you know it was like hey you know 
ship us that and we'll send you a new one and they don't have to it's it no, i mean they don't it's, it's not yeah, the it's responsibility an it's an ammo problem not a not a gun problem right and like when you're watching it it goes boom and then it goes boom in the chamber and then his magazine starts to explode it just sent off a chain reaction through the magazine so it i mean the fact that he wasn't hurt or killed is amazing was amazing yeah you know you see with some of these where the gun just the barrel explodes just you know bananas and it just so my it's, attitude here is i will never ever buy a zsr ammo again ever i don't care what it is if they can't quality check their stuff they have no business selling ammo <coughs> excuse me and if you're a, a a dealer refuse to buy zsr if everyone refuses to buy it from the manufacturer, they'll get their act together. It's like Firestone. <laughs> when they're exactly. exploding and, and killing people, people stop buying Firestone. Well, even Ford stopped buying at Firestone. And, and the Ford and the Firestone families, I mean, they go way, way back. back. Yep. Way back. I mean, you now have two families that won't talk to each other anymore. Yep. That have history. Like, I mean, like literal automotive history together. <laughs> but yeah, um, that's that's an important thing to, to know is, um, of course, when you bought this ammo, there wasn't a whole lot of information out about this stuff yet, right? Yeah, I, I mean, mean, it was after I bought it and had it for about a month. I just hadn't gone out and shot it yet. Then the YouTube videos start coming up from this guy um and he goes yeah this ammo blew up my gun you know and he put the lot number on and i'm like i have that ammo i ran over and i'm like i'm lot 16. Yeah. uh only so you, can, you can't have this like, emotional shit. roller coaster yeah it's like oh crap oh good it's not me oh thank god and then you go shoot no, now i got another problem <laughs> it's just but, but um, at least your gun didn't blow up no that would have sucked yeah, yep. big time. <laughs> big time. Yeah, it's um uh, it's there's there's a lot to take in consideration and and, and do. Um but I'll tell I mean if you get anything from this podcast before you buy bulk ammo, make sure that A your gun likes it. You know, because some ammo is I saw some expensive ammo and then huge spreads, you know, and then you see ammo that's reasonably priced and you got a small MOA. Um, so what you got to do is, like I said, all the competition shooters do this exact same thing. First thing they do is they average out the actual speed coming out of the barrel. Um, and then they figure out what uh, speed matches closest to what the box says it's going to be. And then after that, they'll fire, you know, three to five rounds, let the barrel cool and do it again. And then they look at the groupings and they measure with calipers. And the ones where you can get the tightest grouping, right? That's your buy up. Winners. That's your bulk ammo right there. Hi, I would like to buy a thousand rounds of lot, blah, blah, blah. And then just buy as much as you can because that's your season of shooting. 
right? Yeah. So of all your competitions, you're going to be consistent. Now, and, and that's the thing is even going into hunting, you're going to still want a tight group. I mean, you Absolutely. know, if you're talking about, if you're talking about a, you know, a wide group where you're talking about a couple of inches, you're talking about the difference of a critical hit, you know, where, where the animal doesn't suffer versus where the animal's going to run away. You got to chase this thing. You, you want that animal to have as little pain as possible. You want yeah. a quick, efficient kill. Um, and then if you have hap, you know, crappy groupings, I mean, first of all, if you go hunting and you've never tried this ammo in your gun, you have no business being out there. You're going to yeah. wound an animal and then you have to track it while it's suffering. So what yeah. you need to do is keep those groupings tight. If you find you know, at 100 yards, you've got a nice little group, you know, um, you know, like my Benelli is supposed to be less than one, you know, MOA, uh, three shots on a cold barrel, you know, boom, three shots right there. And then you look at the, uh, um, you, you look at, uh, YouTube videos of people testing off, testing out the loop of Benelli. And there was this gal and she shot five shots and they're all in the same hole at a hundred yards. And she had to go in there and, and you could just see slight deviations slight variations where it's tearing off. Yeah. It was all boom, 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 boom. And I'm like, it's a damn good gun. But it also has to, I mean, if you're buying crappy ammo, you're not going to be happy with the results. Yeah. You know, there's a reason yeah. why a lot of competition loaders, uh, uh, fill their, you know, build their own, uh, uh, or refill their own uh, bullets, you know? Um, yeah. They build, they, they build up the load that works for their gun. Exactly. They'll, they'll, they'll make a few go test, you know, they'll write down this bullet, this, you know, this much powder, all this stuff, you know, this, this primer, they'll test fire it, see what the results are. And then they'll start tweaking it a little bit. Well, what happens if I put just a little more powder? Or what happens if I put just a little bit less powder? Or what happens if I change out, you know, a Winchester primer for, you know, a, exactly. CCI, a CCI primer? Because even primers can make slight primers, differences. I, I reload my shotgun shells for my competition. So, um, like, uh, it's funny because I'll go to, I'll do like a sporting place competition and I can sit there and I can tell you right away who's not going to make it in the finals. Instantaneous. I say like, they're uh, you. Thank you for your money and, and enjoy yeah. not hitting things. Um, consistency is absolutely everything in shotgun shooting, right? But it's the same in rifle shooting. So like when, when I buy factory loads, I try to buy the same ounce weight. I, I get my, you know, one and three quarter ounce, uh, you know, a shot. And then my velocity, I always buy 1200 feet per second velocity. And the reason being is I have to lead a clay, right? Well, the, if I'm just buying anything with different velocities, my lead that I have muscle memory, isn't going to change anything yeah. at all. So, you know, you, it's a science behind it. And you can't, I, I see people like, I just buy whatever's cheapest. And I'm like, you're not hitting anything. Oh, I'm just not that good. No, you're not thinking about it. You yeah. know? Well, that's what I'm thinking is because as you're talking, I'm looking down here. I have uh what Federal and Winchester. 
my Federals are running 1,200 and my Winchesters are running 1,250. So that 50 matters at a farther distance, but up close for skeet wouldn't matter at all. The choke yeah. matters more than that speed now matters. So that that's so it depends. If I'm doing sporting clays wrong and I have clays way the hell out there, my 1200 feet per second matters tremendously. But if I and also it could possibly matter if I'm doing trap. But if I'm doing skeet, my range is extremely short. So to me at that point, what matters is I'm shooting um shooting nines and I have my skeet chokes. So yeah. that speed fluctuation doesn't matter that much because the lead is going to be the same regardless because it's the spread of the pellets. Yep. You see, and that's the thing is, you know, my shotgun shooting is a lot different than your shotgun shooting. That's uh, true. For me, for me, the 50, you know, 50 feet per second is not going to matter. I'm hitting up against a steel target. It, it's, it's not going to, that steel target is, and it's steel target is stationary. It's just not going to matter. You know, and like, I'm just looking there, uh, what is it? Well, you do three guns, all, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's all. That's all seven and a half shot right there. Yeah. Which is, I mean, it's a little borderline for what I do it for, but I, I can get away with that type of ammo for the type of shooting. Because you need to buy that straight ammo. On. You're you're yeah. not leading a target. If you're going straight yeah. on, that speed difference doesn't matter. If you're leading, right. you know, if you're hunting you want to train yourself for you know where that lead is to be able to take the target. So that's right. where it really matters. You know, um, uh, I love watching three gun. That's, that's pretty awesome stuff. It's, it's, like it's a fun shoot. sport. It, yeah. It's a fun sport. Um, it's, it's a lot of thinking in, in that game. Um, you know, in, unless you do it, well, it's the same thing. It's the same thing with every other shoot, uh, every other sport. It's a lot of thinking until you build good habits. Once you build those habits, and you know, my problem is I don't get to shoot enough of it to build up the habits. Plus, you know, a bad shoulder and two bum knees, and it it, it really kind of, it's just I'm never going to get there. But it's still fun. It's fun for me. That's why I do it. But yeah, it's it's um, when you first start that sport. First of all, it's expensive sport. Um, because you got to load out three gun, three different guns. Um, it's, but and yeah, customize them. <laughs> customize them, yeah. Like, like I have um, you know, a Benelli M2 for my shotgun. It's a great. And gun. now it's, it's an awesome shotgun. Um, and now it's like I'm just starting to do the custom the custom work for it. And you know, a couple of years ago, I finally put on the extended the extended magazine tube um it's it it, it costs money to do this i mean you know my competition pistol is uh the sig p320 x5 um well i was an iron sight person well now i got red dots well and then the problem with the sig pistols is, is their their slides are cut for sig optics well, I don't shoot SIG optics. I shoot crimson traces. So then I had to get a plate to mount to my pistol so I can mount my the red dot that I run. And yeah, it, it, it gets expensive. <laughs> uh -oh. 
but yeah, it it. Some, sports. I tell people so. I have friends. Um, believe it or not, I have friends. Uh, I have friends who are addicted to tattoos. The moment they got their first tattoo, the next thing you know, they have to have the second and then the third and yeah. so forth. And then he's like, you just don't understand because you don't have a tattoo. And I said, no, no. But see, I buy rifles and, and <laughs> firearms and it's the same freaking thing, except for you're spending $125 for a tattoo and I'm spending $1,000 for a fucking rifle. <laughs> the, the, I mean, the funniest so give story. an example, I got so into sporting clays. My shotgun is a Beretta DT-10 EELL. And these, when they were brand new, right? When they first came out, there were $15,000 for that shotgun. And then when I got mine, it had been completely modified. It had a second barrel, it had a custom case, all the choke tubes to go in for uh, skeet and all, you know, and all the insert tubes that go down to 410. It was $20,000 worth of shotgun. Yeah. Yeah. But it's beautiful. It has upgraded wood, all the engraving. It's top of the line. You know, and people are like, oh my God, I spent $3,000 on a rifle. And I'm like, I only wish I spent $3,000 on a shotgun. Well, you know? The funniest, I think the funniest thing was uh, for me, for, for, for a story about you, have it been the dentist, the visit to the dentist, where they gave <laughs> you two prices and you're like, well, which one's yeah, which one this one cost? You're like, oh my god, I could buy a rifle for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was telling the story. It's like, um, I had a root canal first time in my life, right? Actually, first time I ever had a toothache, and I'm sitting there, and um, they're going to re remove the temporary filling from the root canal, and they said, so, um, we can just build you a new crown because they drilled through the crown. He goes, or I can just replace the filling. I said, well what's my cost after insurance? And they said it's uh, 680 some odd dollars and change for a new crown after insurance, or it's a hundred and um, hundred and forty dollars for the new filling. And my first thought was 600 and some odd dollars. That's a whole rifle. I'll take the filling. <laughs> <laughs> when, when you told me that story, I was just like, Oh boy. Uh, and it's not exaggerated. That's exactly yeah. how it happened. <laughs> My first time I'm like, I could buy another rifle. And I'm like, oh, I, I have a problem. <laughs> yeah, you have a little bit of And a there's no AA for this, you know, or an RA, Rifles Anonymous, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, there is an AA. It's Winchester AA. <laughs> yeah. Damn it. <laughs> um, but no. Um, yeah, that's just kind of the thing is, once once you get into the sport, this sport can just and that's the problem is there's there's so many different sports within this big sport. You can get sucked into a rabbit hole really quick, and so. it it just eats your life up. Um, you know, when I started going down three gun, I'm like, I want to shoot three gun, and I'm like, I, I now I got to put so much money into into my shotgun. I got. I'm gonna I'm gonna put a little more a little more money into my pistol and and a little bit into my rifle and then well now I now I need a new holster and now I need you know shotgun shell you know holders for my gun belt and I was just like this thing's just this thing's yeah it's it it's gonna eat yeah it's gonna eat up some money. 
Yeah, yeah, very much so. I'm and, and there's worse hobbies to get into, you know. Well, there's a, yeah, there's yeah. there's there's definitely worse addictions to have. Yes, yes, there <laughs> is. Um, you know the the thing with like 22s is the ammo is so dirt cheap um, that uh, getting a 22 you can shoot all day and they're like oh well that was five bucks like right now Walmart um, has a box it's 300 was it 330 or no 350 rounds for $18 it's one of the rollbacks yeah and I was like take two boxes you know, so, I mean, <laughs> you can shoot all day on that and not even touch the second box, right? So yeah. that's a nice way. But then again, you start looking at things like, you know, the, you know, the 338, uh, you know, uh, was it Lapuna or whatever it's Lapua. called? Lapua. Yeah, yeah Lapua. Lapua. You know, at $5 a shot. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the cheapest. That's the, that's the, Bulk price is five bucks. You know, you want to get match grain, you're talking ten to fifteen dollars a round. You know, a box of twenty is gonna cost you a hundred and twenty dollars. And I was like, But hey, you'll you'll be able to touch something at two miles. <laughs> so I think that's isn't that I think that's the longest kill by a sniper is out of a three thirty eight at two miles. Uh, I think it was a Brit in, yeah. in Afghanistan. Well, but, Chris Kyle, yeah. he used to use 300. His his round of choice is a 300 wind mag because he could get it way, way out there. But also keep in mind, even a 180 grain 300 wind mag, I shoot 200 grain uh, 300 wind mags. I use the, um, it's the, uh, no, that's the wind chair. So it's the Federal uh, Terminal Ascent in 200 uh, grain. It, it's, it's got a, a kick to it. But that hits anything, it's not getting back up. The punch yeah. on that, the impact from, you know, not just the velocity, but the weight of that bullet. Yeah. When it, when it hits its target, it's got so much energy behind it, it hits like a brick. Yep. Traveling at 2,400 you know, feet, per second, feet per second, you know. Yeah. It's a, uh, it, it, the velocity and the weight of that bullet makes a big difference, right? So, you know, the 300 wind mag, it's designed for, you know, large targets. So Chris Kyle, he used it um, as his preferred sniping bullet um, because you very rarely have to shoot twice. Yeah. Yeah. And he never aimed for like the head. He always aimed center mass. Yeah. You know, he used to sit there and say, you know, uh, you know, you aim small, you miss small. Well, I mean, if, if you figure if you hit with enough force in center mass and you get, it, you know, right into the criticals, it, something, something's not getting back up. That, yeah, the I game mean, was over. But, yeah. you know, so to me, I, I had so and my plan was is I wanted 30 calibers as much as possible set that fits in the 30 caliber range. Uh, because, um, you know, I'm doing another uh, multi-series on the purchasing of a suppressor and, you know, how complex is it, how long you have to wait and who you should probably go and talk to. So I found a place after lots of research and it, they made it so easy, so easy. 
to do all your paperwork. And matter of fact, they submit your paperwork for you. And well, um, they even did a gun trust, an a, a, a NFA yeah. trust for you as well, didn't right. they? Right. As part and at no additional cost. It was free. You know, and so um, I purchased my silencer there. Now, the one I bought, I bought this one specifically because you can go 300 wind mag all the way down to 0.17. So, so everything I own rifle wise fit in there and including future ones like my 6.5 Creedmoor will uh, be able to use this as well, which is why awesome. I look for threaded barrels. That's awesome. Oh, dude. Yeah. yeah. Buy one. That's gonna, everywhere. See, that's <clears> going to be a really cool. I, that's going to be a cool series. I can't wait till that comes out because that's there. You know, when I when I had my license, everybody's like, well, you need to be a class three dealer and deal with uh, suppressors. And I'm just like, I'm not dealing with that. That's, that's a pain in the ass. Let, let the people who are experts at that deal with that. Um, plus, you know, my license was tied to my house and it changes your inspections with the ATF. You know, let, let's. Let, let, let the professionals deal with that. I, because the thing is, is that when your suppressor clears, they're going to ship it right to your house. Yeah. So that was the kick. A lot of guys online and a lot of other places. So you either have to go over to the, you know, the gun shop and pick it up once it clears. So it sits there for a freaking year. Um, or the online stores, the majority of it, ha they'll set, they have to mail it to an FFL dealer, like a local gun shop, and then you have to go there and pay him to get something that you've already paid for. Silencer Central, um, who is where I bought it from, and I'll give you all the information in the video, uh, they mail it right to your door after you fill out, finish the uh, the, the ending paperwork. Uh, and the way they, they have, there's a way they do that legally because they have an office in every state that they sell the suppressor. <laughs> so they're their own ffl so everybody needs to keep an eye on lupo's channel when when you hear that lupo's got a got a suppressor you know a video is coming out yes mine's That's also awesome. a quick disconnect with uh, a, a muzzle brake so i had to buy all these muzzle brakes to put on all yeah, my you got, rifles you got a bunch of you got a bunch of barrels to thread to get the same muzzle brake on so that way you can just keep moving your can from gun to gun Yep. <laughs> oh, dude, it's um, that's gonna be a lot of fun. I mean, uh, this one's rated to the point where you don't need hearing protection um, when you use this suppressor. It's it's below the uh, the the damaging the rating, level. Yeah. Well, it's funny is uh, I remember I had the um, the the attorney general for the state of Montana on the show what back in October or November, somewhere around there. And uh, in his speed round, you know, one of the questions I asked was uh, hearing protection. You know, as he go, you know, earplugs or earmuffs? And his response was suppressor. And I'm just like, yeah, you just got my vote. Yep. Why not? Like, I'll, I'll take suppressor. <laughs> um, now, yeah. what, what people don't know is they're actively trying to federally ban suppressors across the country yeah, right now yeah they're, they're and and the funny thing is is like all gun control it's out of it's out of ignorance that they do it they don't understand what it is they think that like these these things are like you know whisper quiet like 
you know, James Bond. It's like it's not the movies. It, it's not. That it, might happen not. with a really good suppressor and a twenty-two long rifle. Yeah. Yeah. It, but anything past that, you still hear a report. It yeah. the the reason why hunting with a suppressor makes a lot of sense is that you you can hear a, a twig crack. You you're very aware of everything around you with your own natural hearing. And then when you fire your firearm, it's not going to damage your hearing, yeah. you know? But also you're not scaring away other prey. Uh, I watched a video where a guy had uh, a suppressor and he goes, let me show you how, how the suppressor works uh, on my 30 odd six, right? And there's a chicken in his yard and he sits there and he goes, you know, he's got a semi, he goes, boom, boom, right? Chicken doesn't even flinch. He goes, that's why suppressors are great when you're hunting. So chicken didn't even notice. Yeah, didn't care. Nope. Totally didn't care. Now, we've been going for about an hour. So let's start uh, wrapping up here. First of all, how can people get a hold of you? Oh, okay. So uh, you have uh, Lupo Outdoors uh, on YouTube. Um, I do have Twitter, Instagram, and I'm also on uh, LinkedIn. Um, but I get notifications through YouTube and on Facebook. So if you go to my Facebook page, you can send me messages there and I respond fairly quickly. And that's just Lupo Outdoors uh, as well. So um, I have the same logos on both on all the channels. Uh, so you can, you'll see that there. So for everybody in the audience, like I said earlier, we'll have the links down in the description. So if you're commuting back and forth to work and listen to this on the audio side, don't try to write this stuff down. Just come back to the podcast, go down to the description, click the link, and you'll get right over to Lupo. Now, we're going to wrap up with a speed round because speed rounds are always fun. I concur. And so we're going to have, as usual, we're going to have four questions for this or that, and then one thinking question. So, 30-06 or 308? There's a reason why the 308 uh, is called the deer round. It's a basic, all-around, good round to use. So I would, and it's cheaper, so I would say 308. Okay. 22 or 17 HMR? 17 HMR, without question. Yeah, you're, Faster you're bullet. Really more powerful hit and longer range. So for a survival rifle, like um, my little Badger, I got that in, in 17 because um, I can get in a long rifle or, or 22 Magnum, but that 17 has a survival weapon, uh, weapon I wanted something more powerful. What's so funny is when we went to the ammo shortages a couple of years ago, couldn't get 22, but there were 17 HMR sitting there because nobody knew what to do with it. <laughs> oh, man. I, if I had one at that time, I would have bought all of it. So, rifle or shotgun? That's a hard question because it kind of depends on what you're going to use it for. Um, there are there's a, there's a there, Let me put it this way. There's a table in front and there's a rifle and a shotgun. Which one are you going to pick up first to check out? What kind of rifle? What kind of shotgun? I knew you were going to ask that. 
you have a you have a Benelli shotgun or um uh, let's just say an AR10 Benelli shotgun Now, if you had said it's the new Benelli uh, Lupo rifle that's coming out next year, and it was uh, a Beretta shotgun, I would have grabbed the rifle. What I should have asked you for, what I should have said, it was it was a Benelli M4 and a, a Benelli Lupo. <laughs> I grabbed the Lupo. The M4 uh, is a beautiful shotgun, but it's not something I need. Yeah. But I want another Lupo in 6.5, so. So for 12-gauge ammo... Winchester or Federal? Wait, wait. You broke up. I'm sorry. For 12-gauge ammo, Winchester or Federal? Um, honestly, uh, Winchester AA are absolutely spectacular rounds, and I would take that over the Federal because I could get far more reloads through the AA's than I can with Federal shells. I have bags of AA holes for reloading. They're magnificent. They, absolutely magnificent. They last forever. They last forever. I can probably yeah. get about... I've gotten up to 20 reloads on double A's. And the most I've ever gotten out of uh, Federals are like about eight max. What's funny is because even in, in my double A's, uh, I've got some slugs, one-out slugs loaded in them. And slugs will tear the hell out of those things. Um Dad, now <laughs> premium plastics and it's all designed well. Yeah. <clears throat> so, for your last question, you're allowed to have one gun and one gun only for the rest of your life. What do you pick? The new Benelli HMR Lupo. The new Benelli Lupo the, HMR. The one, the one that's not available in the U.S. yet. Okay. Bless it. I have multiple <laughs> videos on that. Um, it is, it's designed for a long range. Uh, it's going to be a 6.5 Creedmoor and 308. And it comes with a 30 MOA uh, uh, rail. Uh, it has a muzzle brake, threaded barrel. It's, it's designed for either hunting or long range shooting. And it has modifications that take seconds to change to go from one to the other that would be the rifle i would have for the rest of my life if i could only have one that's yeah i, I know you're drooling over that i know oh, you have no idea i know you're waiting for shot show to go talk to benelli about that thing yeah yeah I, i'm gonna be a kid in a candy store could i touch it please <clears throat> i want to be one of the first people in the country with one i'm not kidding the moment that's available, I'm going to pre-order that son of a bitch. And I want to be one of the very first people in this country that has that new Benelli Lupo long-range rifle. There you go. So on that, man, thanks so much for joining us today to talk about just the average everyday guns and suppressors and ammo and all kinds of fun stuff that, uh, that your channel is all about. Oh, it's going to be a blast. Literally. Hopefully. Blast. Badly, but... <laughs> So, well, man, thank thanks you so a lot. much for having me on. I always appreciate yeah. it. I love being on the show. Yeah, I love having you on, man. So, uh, so definitely, uh, everybody there is that is in the audience. Um, you, I'm sure you're going to see Lupo on the channel 
a few more things. I can't say what, but he knows exactly what I'm talking about. I do. Because we have some things in the works that we're going to be working on together. We have some really big plans in the works, actually. Yeah, so, um, yeah, uh, mid-June, a lot of it's coming mid -June. to, uh, yeah, mid-June. That's yeah, when, mid -June. when everything's going to happen. Well, we're going to be talking about it on the, I'm sure, on the Rogue Banshee and also on Loop While Outdoors. Uh, there will be mentioned. So, you know, it, uh, please subscribe to uh, both of our channels if you're not. And uh, there's going to be a lot of fun things happening. Awesome. All right, man. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you. I appreciate it. I love talking to Robert. And what's great is because we're friends, we actually talk every day. The only time we really don't talk is on the weekends, mostly because I'm busy doing my stuff and he's busy doing his stuff. And, you know, I got to sometime I got to do some work on the channel. But he's an amazing guy he's got some great ideas of videos coming and trust me i know he is out there buying stuff because i hear about it i mean when he goes out and buys something i get a text message with a picture of what he just bought and i'm like hmm i know where you're going with this because he's got some great stuff that he's working on for you go check out lupo outdoors the link is down below now for the product of the podcast it is the real avid Glock Sight Pusher. This thing is really cool, man. This is everything you need to work on a Glock. Honestly, you can push your front sights, front sights, yeah, front sights, or, well, you can pull the Glock tool right out of the handle here. Right here is a hole. Pull that Glock tool right out, and there's the front sight tool. And then you can unscrew this, and it's just a regular Glock tool as well on the other side. So this thing is can do everything except for one thing. And quite frankly, you're probably not going to do it or you might even not know that that exists in a Glock. It is the channel liner and you need a special tool for that. And quite frankly, you're not going to be messing with it unless you're someone like me who's going to serve code a slide. Go check out the real avid Glock sight pusher because this might be the only tool you need for a Glock. Link down below. Now, if you're watching this on YouTube, click right there. That's a video about how to choose the right muzzle device for your rifle. Link is down below for everybody. Go check that thing out. Thanks for listening. Hope you're staying safe out there. I look forward to talking to you again soon.